Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. Both cover Ole Miss recruiting for the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and affiliate up on 3.com. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as his five stars in this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts, just simply search Talk of Champions. There's a lot of Ole Miss recruiting stuff going on right now. What are you most paying attention to right now? Well, I think the obvious is uh, the two student athletes that jumped into the portal on Monday afternoon. Uh, it was, I'm trying to remember about what time it was, not that it matters, but it was afternoon. Um, I was about to step into an environment where I was not going to be allowed to use my phone. And I told my wife, I said, hey, when we get in here, I guarantee you there's going to be some stuff that pops off. And uh, right when we got off the elevator, Saw the uh, first domino fall. Michael Trigg, the tight end at Southern Cal, um, jumped into the portal and then followed uh, soon after by quarterback Jackson Dart of Southern Cal, um, kind of implying what I think most people started to kind of figure out and see kind of matriculate over the weekend when Caleb Williams went to Los Angeles, took a visit to see the Trojans and uh, meet with Lincoln Riley and all that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been the bulk of what I have been covering, paying attention to the last couple of days. I've been in close, uh, contact with Scott Schrader of We Are SC, uh, the Trojans on three affiliate. Um, he's been keeping me in the loop with, uh, a lot of the details of those two prospects and, and kind of what he has been hearing out on the West coast. And then, uh, we've been kind of cross-referencing you and I have been talking with people in Oxford. Um, I also have another, um, very reliable source out in California as well. That is tied to the, uh, USC program that has been kind of keeping me in the loop with, uh, what they expect from trig and dart, uh, as, uh, the week goes on as of now, um, we have, I think, I think you have been told as well, they are expected to be in town this weekend. I think as soon as Thursday, um, lines up perfectly. Uh, Lane Kiffin is uh, reportedly back in town. Um, they've got Mason Brooks, the Western Kentucky offensive lineman on campus. I think you and I both expected him to commit to Auburn when he was on his visit there a couple of weeks ago. I didn't. Um, I didn't expect him to commit, but I knew that Auburn had surged ahead for him. Yeah, I, a couple industry sources had told me that they were thinking, yeah, he, he might pull the trigger. Auburn's in good shape for him. Um, and then we saw yesterday a couple of, Auburn offensive lineman decided to come back for one more year. I don't know if that directly affected his decision to take a visit. Mike Kiffin personally went to see him. Um, so they probably discussed a visit when he was there with him. 
Uh, he did that, what, a month ago? And so he's in town right now meeting with Ole Miss. Um, I would assume talking with Jake Thornton and, and the offensive staff. But, yeah, so a lot going on right now. Um, we talked about it earlier today in the uh, Recruiting Daily thread at omspirit.com. You can find all of these updates and more there. Um, Troy Brown, the Central Michigan linebacker, seems to be close to making a decision. Uh, I still expect it to be Ole Miss. Um, some people were saying it could have been as soon as yesterday, uh, yesterday um, which today is Wednesday. It uh, didn't happen, but I don't think there's any holdup or any concern there as of right now, as we are recording this 11, 17 a.m. on a Wednesday. But um, yeah, a lot happening. There's still a ton of guys in the portal um, that they're after. And then also there are several names that are not yet in the portal that they are very much paying attention to. So they're, uh, it never stops, ever. I wish it would, but yeah. it's every single day. And it's going to mm -hmm. be like this all the way up till the football team reports in August. But Michael yes. Trigg was the tight end in the Spirit Recruiting Daily thread that we post every single day. There's one tight end in particular. If he gets into the portal, Ole Miss is going to emerge as a favorite landing spot for him. It was Michael Trigg. I don't have as much as you do, apparently, on Jackson Dart. I don't know if Jackson Dart's visiting for sure or not. But if it's not Jackson Dart that Ole Miss lands as a quarterback transfer, I don't know where they go. I mean, look, it, it was it was Caleb Williams or bust when that became very real. Caleb Williams, there, there was real interest. All I ever Kiffin, reported about that was that Ole Miss had had real substantive conversations or communication dialogue with Caleb Williams. That was true. Lane Kiffin had a Zoom call with him that I was told, quote, he hit it out of the park. So it always felt like a lottery ticket. Sure. And, and it, it's for the most part for guys like that, it's 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 always going to be like that until they get on campus. You heard it. I heard it. Brad uh, reported it as well on the site about the Zoom call and how it was the, the Caleb Williams and his family were very receptive to it. I think they were very interested and I think they wanted to go to LA first to go see former coach Lincoln Riley go out there. They wanted to make it a family trip. They went to a Rams game and a Lakers game. Um, so it was kind of a, you know, all encompassing, you know, family vacation. And then we're also going to go see um, USC. Once he was there, I think that's when it started to really turn away from Ole Miss where he liked what he saw, liked what he heard, all that good stuff. He liked the campus. He liked meeting with staff members, players, whatever. I, I don't know the details, but it was very quickly turned into, okay, well, Caleb Williams, I think USC is in the lead. And then Jackson Dark gets in the portal. I, you can kind of put two and two together there. Um, that was on Monday. The 48-hour window that I alluded to in the daily thread today is now up, so they are officially in the portal. Um, I was told by three separate sources that they expect Dart to be in town with Trigg. The two are very close. They were roommates at USC. Um, if you want to play the Twitter game and look at what they say on Twitter. Don't play the Twitter game. They are insinuating that they are interested in playing together. It doesn't mean they're a package deal, but they are obviously friends. Uh, the John David Baker thing that you alluded to today on the site as well is huge. He single-handedly recruited Michael Trigg to USC. Trigg is originally from Florida. He recruited him. Uh, Trigg's father is a big fan of John David Baker. They like him as a person and as a coach. Um, that's the key here. He obviously, I, would, I don't know, I would say immediately reached out to Trigg when he got in the portal and uh, asked about coming to visit. And he is now scheduled to come visit this weekend. That's huge. Um, 
John David Baker also played a role in recruiting Jackson Dart, who set, I think, set every record in Utah until Devin Brown broke them this year. But he had a huge senior season, really blew up on the recruiting trail. USC offered him. He went there. Um, but Baker was a big part of that recruitment. So he is key here. And, um, you know, while Lane Kiffin was out of town, guys like John David Baker, Chris Partridge, Randall Joyner, um, that staff has been very, very active in the portal and, and elsewhere trying to get things going uh, for this weekend for uh, the head coaches return to Oxford. So they've got Mason Brooks on campus right now. They're expecting Trigg and Dart this weekend, probably, possibly one or two more. We don't know that for sure yet. Nothing confirmed, but they're still working to get, you know, almost kind of like a, you know, a, a, a mini yeah, I don't know what you call it, a recruit a palooza type thing where they have a lot of big time prospects come in town at the same time. They get them all in the same room, whatever. You, you get talented people around each other. And if they have anything in common, and the one thing in common that they have is they want to play football and they want to be successful, more times than not, you can you can have some success from that. So they're trying to really hit it out of the park. And you mentioned if they don't get dark, you don't know what direction they go to at quarterback. I don't either. I think that's why this is a I mean, just absolute paramount weekend for this program moving forward. Because look, Luke Altmaier is a talented quarterback. I thought he was more than serviceable in the Sugar Bowl in immediate emergency duty when Matt Corral went down. Um, I don't think that this is any indictment on what the staff thinks of Luke Altmaier. It's simply they have got to get someone else in that room to create some competition. Um, and that's no disrespect to Kincaid Dent, but I think it's very clear that they feel that they have a quarterback that they like and somebody that they think can be the starter in Luke Altmaier and they want to go get someone else. And when a five-star like Jackson Dart gets in the portal and you've got some connections with a staff member and another prospective tight end that could come in and play immediately and give you a game-changing weapon at that position that was just, I mean, it was a humongous hole in the offense in 2021. A year after you had Kenny Yaboa, it was such a matchup nightmare for people over the middle. And then you don't have that. It was a security blanket that Matt Corral didn't have, especially not only a year after not having Kenny Aboa, but a year after not having Elijah Moore. That was so huge for that offense and was just so important on third downs. They didn't have that this year and they had a ton of injuries at receiver. So um, this is a big weekend, um, not only for the quarterback position, but I mentioned Trigg is a, is a game-changing tight end. They've got a guy like Mason Brooks in who's a um, multiple all-conference performer at tackle that they could immediately plug and play. Um, they're, they're having to replace some guys up front on the offensive line. Ben Brown's going pro. He's not coming back. Uh, Nick Broker's gone. So they, they've got to fill some holes there. So this is a huge weekend on all fronts offensively, it looks like. Here's the notes I got. I reported most of this on Monday or Tuesday. Offensive tackle Mason Brooks, he's in town right now. Auburn, Ole Miss, or Mississippi State. But I've heard some Texas Tech stuff, too. But those are the three I was told. Osiris Torrance, the offensive lineman from ULL. Florida leads for him, but Ole Miss would like to bring him in this weekend. Kobe Hudson from Auburn, the wide receiver. They're going to try to get him in for a visit. They're talking to Jalen Lay, the tight end from Clemson. There are two players from Alabama that Ole Miss would be interested in if they got into the portal, but neither has gotten into the portal yet. There's a potential kicker. There's Troy Brown, who I thought he was going to commit yesterday, but I just said imminent because you never know with recruiting. Ohio State and Michigan 
are both talking to him too. Uh, Sheem Young is a huge get. It popped earlier this week. Um, the former All-American freshman safety from Iowa State. That's done. Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg, another wide receiver from another Power Five. The two from Alabama, you mentioned Ole Miss would have some interest. That would be putting it lightly. They would yeah. be very, very interested. Well, there's a lot of read between the lines with all this stuff, dude. Um, and then a Power Five defensive end, a G5 nose tackle, mm-hmm. and DJ James and Garnett Hollis are two cornerbacks they're talking to, both of which they hope to get to campus this weekend, though that could change. And I don't think they would take both of them. It would be one or the other. And then there's a mm-hmm. tight end out there that I'm keeping an eye on, another tight end, not just Michael Trigg, who's now in the portal, but someone else. And no, it's not the Georgia tight end I keep getting asked about. So that's it. That's what I got right now. <laughs> DJ James is another guy that I think a lot of people expected Auburn to get. He's from Alabama. Um, it's kind of the similar thing with with Mason Brooks, and it was the same person that um, told me about uh, Jason Jones, who committed to Auburn, that they expected James to end up at Auburn. Auburn had done a nice job. They got him on campus quickly. Um, hasn't committed to Auburn yet. So if they can get him on campus, and again, that's, you know, we say it all the time, Ben, fall visits, especially, you know, with Transfer Portal this late in the game, this close to, you know, coming up to that hard stop deadline when you got to, register for classes and get on campus for the spring to be able to uh, get into spring ball. Um, You got to be, you got to be active. You got to be hustling. You got to get guys on campus. So um, they would love to get these targets on campus this weekend, if not early next week, because I believe classes start on the 18th. Um, I think I haven't looked at the, at the academic calendar in a week or so. I believe the last day to register for classes is the 31st. I'll check on that and put it on the board, but um, the window is open right now and they've got a couple weeks to uh, now. Now, if they don't get into classes, it's not the end of the world. That just means that they would have to wait until the summer to actually be enrolled. It's not not the worst thing, but yeah, the longer it goes, the more variables and the more things can, can happen to throw, uh, you know, stick into the spoke of the wheel. But, um, but yeah, so look man it's, it's busy um a lot of stuff going on um yeah you mentioned uh a wide receiver and an offensive lineman from alabama they're still waiting on them if they get in the portal i expect them to jump immediately um at those two and then um yeah as far as defense goes you mentioned Ishim young that was kind of late in the afternoon I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say it was missed by a lot of people or it was something that people kind of glossed over. You can't do that. Um, This is a former all big 12 freshman defensive player of the year. He's a fantastic um, kind of a hybrid linebacker safety. I mean, basically like a Jacob Springer type that can do a lot of things. Um, I talked to a couple of uh, Iowa state people. They said that, um, you know, that 2020 year when he won defensive freshman of the year, he kind of tightened up some things in his game. He had a lot of targeting calls that first year. They said that he worked on being more of a consistent disciplined tackler to avoid targeting calls. He worked on his pass uh, pass coverage. He was a little bit of a, I wouldn't say a liability, but it was a little, a little raw there in pass coverage. He worked on that. Um, but I mean, an absolute thumper in the box. Um, I mean, honestly, it's, it's recent bias, but he reminds me a lot of Jacob Springer with how he plays very violent at the point of attack. 
not at all shy to come up and run support and just kind of one of those guys that's just all over the field and around the football at all times. So that was a huge pickup. Um, and then we talked about Troy Brown a couple of times already. Um, went to Central Michigan as a receiver, eventually went over to the defensive side. And then after that, I mean, all he did was make tackles there. So um, you mentioned two other power five schools that are after him. If they can get him uh, in the boat this week, that would be huge um, for, I would assume, Chris Partridge's defense. That's not official yet, but that's kind of the way it's heading right now. But um, whoever is leading the defense, uh, Troy Brown and Aisheem Young will be two names that uh, they will know in spring ball and summer heading into fall camp and Ole Miss fans will, will know their names as well going into 2022 because they will be very active on that defense. I have not picked up any Ole Miss interest in two-lane defensive tackle Jeffrey Johnson and no Ole Miss interest so far. It could change. No interest so far in any of the Alabama transfers that have gotten into the portal. So I know a lot of people have been asking yeah. those questions. I just have not heard anything about that. I mentioned Drew Sanders yesterday because of where he is from. He's from Denton, Texas. Randall Joyner has a big presence in that town. I think Arkansas and Oklahoma are the early leaders for him. I was kind of surprised he got in the portal. He played a good bit for Alabama on a, you know, a super talented defense. Um, I was kind of shocked. Um, but with those kind of transfers, more times than not, probably looking to get back closer to home, if I had to guess. So kind of points towards Arkansas or Oklahoma there. Um, we hadn't talked about him uh, yet on this show. Uh, you mentioned him, uh, I believe, earlier this week or last week, even though he announced a commitment to Tennessee, Isaiah uh, Noor, Neor, I don't, don't know how you say his name. Isaiah Neor. Neor. Um, Ole Miss is still recruiting him. He committed to Tennessee, but he has yet to enroll. Therefore, he is still fair game. So, they are still recruiting him extremely hard. They're trying to get him on campus as well. They would love to get him on campus this weekend. I know that you've said that. Um, so that will be something that we will continue to monitor. Um, but, yeah, a long, really explosive receiver that had a uh, really good season for Wyoming. Uh, they you know, had a bit of a down year, I think, from what people expected them. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, just a really long um, – really good ball skills can get up win one-on-one -on -one battles would be a, a big red zone target for wherever he ends up. So they are still recruiting him um, as well. So that's another name to know on the, uh, on the offense. And I'm trying to find his stats from uh, here. It is 44 receptions for 870 yards and 12 touchdowns for the Cowboys point 21. So he was the best receiver for the pokes and uh, whether it's Tennessee or Ole Miss, whoever lands him for 2022 is getting a good one. We'll get right back to Zach Barry in this edition of Talk of Champions with Ole Miss baseball hitting coach Mike Clement coming up on the Modern Women phone line after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. A new year brings new beginnings, a fresh start. The slate has been wiped clean. And what better way to celebrate that than with a new car? Well, if you're in the market, there's only one place you should go, and that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from new and used sales to parts and service. 
Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Allen Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in, and I cannot say enough good things about Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. When you go, ask for Brian or Mason. They'll make sure to get you in the car that you want at a price point you can afford, and make sure to tell them that Talk of Champions sent you to take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. You can contact them today at 662-234-8000-2201 East University Avenue, 662-234-8000. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. A new year is here. It's 2022, not to mention that spring is around the corner in Oxford, Mississippi. What comes with it? The return of Ole Miss football, Ole Miss baseball. It's a special time of year in Oxford. You want to be there, right? You want to be in Swayze Field. You want to be back in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Well, the only way you can do that is if you're healthy, that you have a pharmacy you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221 or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at chaneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. It does feel like one of those weekend visits or one of those visit weekends like you would see in December leading up to National Signing mm-hmm. Day, uh, one of those big recruiting weekends. And it's kind of replaced what the February signing period used to be because Ole Miss is not really actively involved with any high school prospects. It's all portal all the time right now for Ole Miss, and that's by design. That's how they were planning to go into the offseason. That was their approach, and that's exactly the plan that they followed. Even though you tell people to pay attention in that way, and that's how it needs to be, um, I think still a lot of Ole Miss fans were so wired to a particular way that it was surprising to them to see the calendar change, the windows change, and the approach change. And you're also seeing a roster perch because they had to get down to a hard-capped 85 number. But I think somebody asked on the message board recently, if you add up all the numbers that we have there on the hot list, and I'm the one that did those numbers, it adds up to 32. If you remember back when – everything kind of went down with our sites in October and I started doing recruiting again. I think one of the very first things I wrote was any team, any program worth its salt is going to get to its 32. So while Ole Miss is operating on a 25, they're still factoring in the 25 plus. So the plus would be the transfers, which should add up to 32. So seven transfers and more spots would open up with the roster purge, but you had to have that. So you're seeing that now it's happening in real time, exactly the plan that um, Lane Kiffin and Steph had kind of laid out already for what they wanted to do. This is what the new game is. And in February, mm-hmm. especially with Ole Miss, you're just seeing a plan of high school players in December and then flip the calendar to February and on to the spring summer. And it's all about the portal. And that's what's happening right now. And this weekend is a very big weekend. And if they can get a Jackson Dart and a Michael Trigg, whatever they do from this point forward, it'll have been a success. 
it'll have been a success because you're addressing two critical needs. And Ishim Young's a huge get. Troy Brown would be a huge get. There's just so many guys that you could identify now. And if I'd have told you in October, this is what they're going to do in December, and this is what they're going to come out with at the end of the portal stuff, you would take that in a heartbeat, but you're not used to following it that way. So it's been a different um, kind of experience, not just for Ole Miss fans, but for us too, and how you cover things and developments that just crop up constantly. So it's been a whole new world, but we're going to be on top of it every single day at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and fleetofon3.com. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Got to go to Mike Clement, Ole Miss baseball hitting coach, to do some non-recruiting Talk of Champions again. It's exciting for me. But before we do... Zach, your final thoughts as you exit us, and we talk again tomorrow. So I'll say this, and I'm glad you, you gave me this opportunity here. It's kind of like the close. I can kind of hear you hot- fidgeting a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of like the close, the hot ones, when Sean gives uh, the people that make it through the board, they can, you know, you know, this camera, that camera, that camera, like tell the people what you're doing and, and you know, what you want to leave them with. So it's kind of like that. But I'm glad you, you, you gave me this because I hadn't really gotten into the thick of it. I mentioned it a little bit on the board. I kept hearing a lot of Oklahoma buzz around Jackson Dart. And this is my opinion, but I also have it sourced through two other people's opinion. A lot of buzz about him going for a visit. I personally do not see how it would work or see how it would be an option because they have Dylan Gabriel, they signed Nick Evers, and I haven't looked at their roster, but I assume they have other quarterbacks there. They also brought in Chuba Purdy this week for a visit. I don't know what Jeff Levy's plan is. I don't know if he's wanting to run some kind of four-quarterback system. Uh, I don't know. Um, Scott Schrader of We Are SC and another source in Los Angeles told me they don't think that that would be a thing that Dart would do. Um, I find it hard to believe that someone would go from being a Power 5 starter to, and this was the rumored quote-unquote plan, would be for him to redshirt and wait for Dylan Gabriel to play and then to take over after Dylan Gabriel leaves, which I assume would mean for the NFL, which is not a guarantee because he has multiple years of eligibility left. I just don't see how that would be something that he would be up for after throwing for over a thousand yards, um, playing a ton of football at USC. I think that he is wanting to go somewhere to compete for a starting position. I just don't buy it. And two people that I've talked to that are connected in Los Angeles say the same thing. They don't really see how that would work. Um, he is scheduled to come in town for a visit this weekend. If he was going to try to squeeze in a visit to Oklahoma, I don't know when it would happen or if it even will happen, but I just don't really see how that jives. And the people that I talked to said that he's not wired that way. He wants to go and play immediately. That's kind of how all quarterbacks are wired. They want to, the quarterbacks don't want to go somewhere. To, they want to, especially when you get in the port, and you use your one-time free transfer, you want to use it and use it well and go play. I don't really get it. I know the appeal of Jeff Lebby and what he did with Matt Corral. I'm sure that that is appealing. I'm sure Oklahoma as a program is appealing. Um, I I do have reservations about going and using your one-time transfer rule at a place where it's a first-year head coach. Um, Can be a little risky. Not saying Brent Venables won't work, but he's never been a head coach, so you never know. But I just kind of feel like Ole Miss is getting the first shot at him reportedly this weekend. If he comes on campus, if he visits with Michael Trigg, I think that that is 
for now, putting Ole Miss in the driver's seat to get him. And I just, in my opinion, and two other people that, um, one that personally knows Jackson Dart from covering him when he was at USC and another that is connected to that program and, and talked with people that know Jackson Dart. I just don't really see how that would work. I don't know how you feel about it. I know that there's. It doesn't matter nothing. how I feel about it, to be honest with you, because I think that Oklahoma's in it. All I want to say is Ole Miss is in it. Oklahoma's in it. And Oklahoma also knows that Jackson Dart would like to play with Michael Trigg. So I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I've already heard that Oklahoma is reaching out to Michael Trigg potentially. And there's some other potential suitors for Michael Trigg, like an LSU. There's just a lot that's being juggled right now with him. And he's going to have options. If you're an Ole Miss fan, as always, don't get your hopes up. But it feels like this one is more realistic than Caleb Williams was. Even still, it's yes. going to be a hard pull, bottom line. Also, it's Kiss of Ginger Day. So my wife, when she gets home, has to kiss me. Good day. I guess days can be multiple days. I feel like every day is something these days. Tomorrow's yeah. probably like bacon cheeseburger day. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, look, there, there are no definitives. Nothing is concrete in recruiting. I, if you're an Ole Miss fan, I think you should feel good if in fact Dart and Trigg arrive this weekend. If they make the it on campus, get your hopes up a yeah. little bit. But still, you're an Ole Miss the fan. Quarter, always the quarterback situation, yeah, the quarterback situation at Ole Miss is essentially perfect. You have a guy that is a non-starter. Right, that's fine, freshman. that's fine, that's fine. we got to get to Mike Clement, stop. And we can save a lot of this for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk more tomorrow. But we'll just simply say, Ole Miss is in it, Oklahoma's in it, think what you want, those are two suitors for him, so it's BYU. Jackson Dart has options. If Ole Miss gets him on campus, they have a real shot. That's it. Jack Harlow. Sure. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. See you. That was Zach Barry. This is Talk of Champions going out to the Modern Women phone line to speak to one Mike Clement, Ole Miss baseball hitting coach. Before we do, let's hear from Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. Are you looking for a career change? Maybe COVID threw you for a loop. Maybe it's time that you did something else. Maybe you're just tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else. Well, our phone line sponsor, Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, is looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary. You do have to be a resident of Mississippi, but what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. Don't wait around anymore. It's time to make a change. So for more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas Chandler today directly through Facebook or his number at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Make the change. Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, the title sponsor of Talk of Champions. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. Going now to the Modern Woman phone line to speak to Mike Clement, Ole Miss baseball hitting coach here on Talk of Champions. We're what, two, three weeks away? Is that right? Yeah, we're getting we're getting we're getting close. We are uh yeah, two and a half weeks away from 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 inner squads and First day of practice this weekend on the 15th, we get to uh, do some skill instruction with our guys and see where everybody's at. So uh, the weather seems to be about right. I think I saw somewhere where we get a chance to snow Saturday night. So um, 
that uh, that seems about about appropriate for baseball season. Yeah, it can't snow on Christmas Day. It has to be seventy degrees outside. But once baseball's <laughs> here, it's got to start snowing, sleeting, icing, all that kind of stuff. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. So, tis the season. Now, here's the deal. You're the hitting coach, and your lineup returns pretty much intact from last year. So, for the next two and a half weeks, what's the preparation like? What are you going to be trying to do outside of just staying out of the way and let them get to work you? Yeah, uh, that's 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 probably a lot of it. But uh, and, and 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 more than because uh, we have a ton of guys coming back uh, than. Uh, you know, obviously you try to install any changes from a swing mechanic standpoint or approach standpoint in the, uh, in the fall. And hopefully they're, they're in a decent spot and ready to go and, uh, just kind of see where everyone's at and kind of go through what, what our process is as far as, uh, you know, they kind of, they kind of know, you know, what our process is and what, how, how we coach and all of that. And so try to try to do that and, and see where guys are at and, and get ready to roll. Obviously, you know, Hope Hope Elko's uh, in a decent spot, and, and some of those some of those uh, more minor detail stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think we're I think we're in a pretty good spot from an offensive standpoint. Um, just just ready to get rolling. What is the update on Tim? How's he doing? Yeah, I think he's in he's in really good shape. I I think he is like fully released next week. The only thing I uh, that he hasn't really um, gone a hundred percent on is rounding bases. Like he's running a hundred percent. He's doing some, uh, cuts in the outfield. Uh, he's full go swing. He's full go, you know, he's taking ground balls, all those things. Uh, and I think this week, um, in fact, today, as we speak, um, he gets to run bases as far as like making turns around the bases and all that. That's kind of the last thing before he gets cleared. But, um, from all the, the medical people, our trainer and the doctors, uh, it sounds like he's on track and he's going to be going to be good to go when, when the bullets start flying in February. He's where he needs to be. That's the update. That's exactly right. Okay, cool. Exactly. Is he the first baseman? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think that's uh, that's kind of the way I, I see things as we sit here on whatever today is uh, in, in mid-January. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's the case. And not just because of the injury, but, but that, that, I guess is a small part of it that, that maybe that's an easier spot to play than, than, than third base, as far as taking it easy on the knee, that, that would be, but that, but that's way secondary, you know, like NFL running backs come back from torn ACLs and play in the NFL. So um, it's, it's not like that's a, that's a crazy surgery that, you know, you can't, you can't bounce back from. I think more of it is our personnel. And, and you kind of saw it last year um, where first base, when he went down and couldn't play there, um, we had a hole there, uh, from a, from an offensive standpoint and we were still good offensively, but, um, uh, that's where the hole was. And I think from a personnel standpoint, that's, that's kind of where he fits on this club, at least initially. If you had to fill out a lineup card, I know that Mike Bianco does that, but if you had to fill out a lineup card as a coaching staff today, what would the lineup look like? It's January 12th. I get it, but this is what we do. Yeah. Yeah, it is what we do. Um, I'm not going to say this as a coaching staff. Uh, I'll say it from my standpoint. The hard, the hard part for me in filling it out that I'll say before I before I get into the details uh, is, I think TJ McCants is going to have a monster year. Uh, I think he's going to be really, really good. He had a great fall, um, and so he is a little bit of an X factor for me on where he goes in our lineup. I think some of it for him is going to, uh, some of our lineup is going to be dictated on how well 
he is swinging it. Um, because, you know, as, as you and our fans saw last year, and I think he's way better, um, he's a little more streaky than some of our guys. And so because of that, um, I think, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly where he fits. He's obviously in our lineup. I don't know in what slot, if we were to start, um, this weekend and I was given the, the magic Sharpie, uh, I think I'd go Chatnier one playing second base. Uh, this is a dangerous exercise. Cause I know our players are going to listen to this. I love wonder. it. This is all fans want to hear. And usually I'm the guy who plays it politically correct a little bit, but I, but I've already started. So here, here we go. Um, subject to change. Chatnier won at second base. I, and again, I'll preface this by saying I'm not the guy who makes up the lineup, which usually when I say that, that means that me look, and coach Bianco look, differ Clem, here. Clem, uh, look, look, this is just Ben Garrett and Ole Miss baseball right. hitting coach Mike Clement shooting the shit on Wednesday, January right. 12th. That's all this is. Yeah. Go. That's what that's what guys who work in the media and do podcasts say <laughs> before they want someone in my position to say something that will get a lot of clicks. Um, I don't play for used, clicks. That's not fair. That, that can be used in a quote. Um, that's not fair. Usually that is uh, that is preceded by me saying something to get myself in trouble. All right, Have you so ever two. gotten yourself in trouble on this podcast? Honestly, I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, there's a first time for everything. Two okay. hole for Mike Clement uh, would be Gonzo at short, three Graham in left, four Elko uh, at first, five, uh, and this is where Ben Garrett probably rolls his eyes, five bench uh, in center field. I love Six, that. McCants in right field, seven Dunhurst catcher eight somebody in the dh nine reagan burford at third base so tj mccants in right field yeah yeah the dh can revolve a little bit i think you know the i mean it's the usual suspects uh calvin harris hayden leatherwood kent alderman um there's probably a couple other guys that that i've i've failed to mention that, that that could fit into that um that spot. I don't know if I said Van Cleve or not. He had a really good fall. He deserves a mention in that slot. Um, but yeah, that if you're asking me, that's that's the way I'd go if we were playing a meaningful game today. TJ McCain's in right field in center field. It was a little bit of a roller coaster for him. So why would he play up better in right field than center field? Um, I think it's more about bench and Burford than it is about TJ. Bench is our best center fielder. Yes. Um, yeah. The thing with bench is he's the best fill in the blank, almost every defensive position. And the thing that probably went a little bit unnoticed that hurt us probably a little bit was when Hoko went down last year, that really hamstrung us with what bench could do. He's so versatile defensively, um, but we had to have him play third base. We just didn't, didn't, we didn't feel like we had any other options um, that he needed to play there. Um, and he's our best center fielder. Um, and that's no knock on, on TJ either. Um, but I think we get way better in the outfield if that's the case where um, he runs out there and, and plays center field and we go huge upgrade defensively in right field with TJ just from an athleticism standpoint and having some um, innings under his belt in the outfield. Uh, but I think the, the only way that works 
is if Murph can hold down third base on an everyday basis. Um, and that's, you know, that's to be determined. He had a great fall that, that we've talked about. And uh, I think has earned the opportunity to get reps out there. Um, and the nice thing that, that feels good from a coaching standpoint, that is, if it doesn't work out with Burf over there, you know, you got bench that can come in, you know, McCants can play center field, you know, you know, Leatherwood and other guys can play right field. Um, and you could go to same old, same old, but uh, based off of production, what I saw in the fall, I think Burf deserves an opportunity to go out there, um, whether or not number five agrees with that and puts that in the lineup when we start opening day. We'll see. As far as Burford is concerned, what's the profile offensively and defensively for him? Yeah. Uh, offensively, uh, just um, uh, this is putting a lot on him, but he is a little bit of a, a Justin Bench profile. I'm not saying he's going to lead the country and hit by pitches, but uh, bat to ball skills, got a little bit of juice that you wouldn't maybe think of uh, when, you, when you just look at him. He's a really, really tough kid. Um, you know, part, part of, and I, and I think our fans will probably understand this and uh, appreciate this about Burf. Part of what I, what I kind of love about him is that kid is old Miss through and through. Um, you know, he's uh, that dad, dad went to Ole Miss. He, he has wanted to be in school here for probably since uh, he can remember. And he is, he is all in on our program. He's a really, really tough kid. Um, and so uh, he's a ball player. Um, and I think he can do a little bit of anything. We asked him, Bunny could bunt. We're not going to do that a whole lot. Um, he can really handle the bat. I don't think it's going to be as much swing and miss. Um, I think he can put together productive bats and turn the lineup over. Um, he's got the ability to steal some bases. The defensive profile, um, you know, he, he was a, a middle infielder his whole life. He played at Northwest Florida Community College last year and had a great year for them and played shortstop every day for them. Um, one of the better junior colleges in the country. And uh, so uh, versatile defensively, I don't think he could play shortstop for us, but could certainly play second base um, and be good over at third base. Um, and I think, you know, if I'm being critical of Burf, I think the big question, I, he, uh, I think he's going to be fine offensively. Um, I think he fits in. I think he can be a productive player. Um, it's, you know, can he hold it down over there at third base defensively and, uh, and be an, be an everyday guy over there. Uh, I think, some of that is to be determined. Um, and that's no real knock that we don't think he can do it. Um, it's just, he hasn't done it yet. And he's the easy guy to pick on because the rest of those guys, our fans have seen do it, you know, every day for either a year or two years or some of them three years. Going to get right back to Mike Clement, Ole Miss baseball hitting coach in this edition of Talk of Champions. After we hear from BNA Bank, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. 
Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, Gonzo could do it. As far as talented players, I'm not asking you to compare him to anybody, but as far as talented players you've had come into Ole Miss and that you've coached, where does he rank so far? Yeah. Um, Just talent. Yeah. Probably at the top. Uh, the best way I can say it is this. Um, after opening weekend last year, um, and I think our, our fans will – this will resonate with them. Um, we played, obviously, three really good teams in, in the Rangers ballpark, and Gonzo, I'm guessing, had a pretty good weekend. We are – sitting on the tarmac on our flight to fly back and I got a text message. Obviously we had a great weekend, got a text message from Greg Kessinger who knows a little bit about shortstop knows a little bit about being a good player, high draft, and also knows a little bit about how hard it is to play every day at shortstop as a, as a freshman. Um, and it simply said, Hey coach, your shortstop is really, really good. Um, and so that's kind of funny and kind of a, a no kidding gray. Um, but then when you start to think about it, like, Hey, that's a guy that has some pride that was like the 70th pick of the draft and got, got paid pretty good, was in big league spring training, played the year in double a, you know, the family lineage, all of those things, um, for him to say that, uh, I think speaks pretty loud and great, great lives here in the off season and has, uh, talked, well, obviously watches a ton of our games and talks a little bit, uh, to me when I'm throwing in BP or whatever in the facility right now about, uh, man, I wish I could have been that as a freshman. Uh, so I, I, I just think that that's a pretty, those are pretty loud comments with him, but in, in direct answer to your question, it would be hard for me to choose someone other than Gonzo, especially for a position player, obviously Nikhazy and Hoagland and some other arms. Um, it's hard to compare to position players, but as far as position players go, it's hard for me to what he did last year and those numbers and all of that. It's just, um, that doesn't happen in our league very often. And when it does, those guys usually end up um, playing baseball for a really long time. 
you don't have John Rice Plumley or Jerion Ely anymore. Jerion's gone to the pros, and John Rice has transferred to Central Florida. And Tywell Malone is a two-sport player. What does it mean to not have those players anymore? How did they really factor in if at all? And then Tywell Malone, what's the expectation? Yep. Uh, start with the guys who left. Ely, uh, a little harder to answer that question only because we had him for 16 games when he was a freshman. The pandemic happens. He was in the mix at that point. Um, and then got hurt. And so wasn't around last year. Um, we certainly would love to have him and would love to, you know, see what he could do and all of that. But, um, we kind of felt that one coming. Um, and, and I think you and I probably talked off air about that. Um, he wasn't around a ton this fall, like he, like he had been in previous falls. And, um, I could just kind of feel, uh, personally that that, that that one was coming and, and no hard feelings. I, I love the kid and we've been over that a thousand times. Uh, he's an absolute stud. He, he is welcome on any field I'm ever on for the rest of my life. I love him. Um, the Plumley one. Uh, so I don't, I don't know where, where Jerry and fit. I don't, I really don't. Um, I don't know how, what his health was and all of that. That's a little tougher for me to answer. Uh, Jr. a little different people, uh, probably get sick of, uh, of, of me talking about him um, here all the time, probably more than he should have been. Um, love him. Uh, my son grows up to be like him. Uh, I think, you know, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out. I think it was, um, there was, there was very little of his decision that, that was a baseball decision and a ton of his decision that was a football decision. Um, but that would hurt me, hurt me more on a personal level than it did, um, that we're, we can't win the national championship without him. But I will say to his credit, um, and I don't have our, our 2021 stats in front of me. If you would have told me uh, a year ago, Hey, these are going to be Plumley stats last year. And he is going to play in an elimination game in the SEC tournament, an elimination game in the regional and elimination game in you know, and be productive. Uh, I would not have believed you. So I would put nothing past that kid. I've said it before. Um, yeah, I love him. I love him. Um, and that one hurts probably. And I, and I think to a man, our players and our, the other coaches on our staff would say this, um, that one hurts because man, it's hard to quantify what a guy means to your team, just being in the locker room and all of those things. I think those are all things that Ole Miss fans know. Um, and, and I'm also, sure fans out. And also yeah. what is the season going to focus on now? Yeah, I know. Uh, Mike right. again and Scott White and those guys, like they're going to have to find another guy. They're going to have to Who's... find another guy to mic up. Um, he's the easy go-to. You're right. You're it's right. Chat, so, yay. Chat, it's going to be you. Yeah, it's 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 got to be him, right? Like good-looking Has kid, to be. white teeth, um, long hair, loves to talk, super annoying. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> and Taiwan Malone, if he does see the field, how could he get on the field? Yeah. Uh, I think realistically it would be a first base DH type thing. Um, I think that's, that's where, where he fits in. I've seen him uh, move around and like take ground balls at third base or run around in the outfield. Um, it is odd how good of an athlete he is for what he looks like, like looks out of place. He's just enormous as everybody knows. Um, but a super athlete. That's why those guys over that play SEC football are just freaks um because that guy does not look like he should be able to move around like he does and he does and um but i think realistically you know his calling card is that 
he can hit and hit with juice and all of that. And, and, and all of that plays like it, when he hits and you watch him and I've, you know, seen him do it several times when he's come over and all of that. Uh, it is, it's a real swing. Like you watch him swing and, you know, you evaluate his swing and it all is, it looks right. And it's huge juice and all of that. The thing that I don't know, honestly, as we, as we sit here is what does he look like against an 83 mile an hour slider? You know, is he able to spit on that or is it just swing and miss? And so honestly, those, those things, those are the things that are more important, you know, as far as wins and losses and success on the field in a game than the mechanic of the swing. The mechanic is important, but you and I have both seen plenty of guys that have run through this program with uh, not very aesthetically pleasing swings to the eye that can really hit, you know, guys like Will Golson and all of that, like Ryan look a little bit. Yes. Those guys, swings look a little bit off, but they can recognize pitch. They have great hand eye coordination, all of those things. And shoot, there's plenty of guys in the big leagues like that. But so that's the most important thing. And that's the, the question that I can't answer right now on Ty. Um, but we're about to find out. So, so that, that's good. I have nothing but love for Ryan Olenek. Great dude. Great player. I still, every time I watched him get into the box, never figured out how he got a hit. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he's like he's like second all time in total plate appearance. Like, uh, like no. I played every day for, for four years. Yeah, he uh, he's a different guy. He's the all arms, all legs. I just I don't know how he did it. Yeah, no, and he did it well. All right, so the pitching staff. I would be best served to ask this to Carl, but I'm going to ask it to you. Weekend rotation today. And then the closer or the top bullpen arms. If you had to guess for Carl, what would you say? Oh man! Now we're doing one guy removed mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, that yeah. could really get me in trouble. Yeah. Um, that's obviously a tougher question, just because uh, uh, the easy answer is Derek Diamond is a hundred percent on. If we started this weekend, he's he's throwing one of the three games. Um, if so I, he's good. He's healthy. Yeah, he's good. He's healthy. Um, I know he's been throwing pins and all of that. Yeah, he's he's one of the three um, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, gosh, uh, I, I cannot guess for a laugh, but I'll but I'll I'll answer the question based off of what I've seen. Uh, and again, I'm going to be way more accurate on the lineup, not because of our experience, because that's why I'm around every day. No, but no, no, no. See, you um, can I see the probably, you can already see the headline that I'm going to publish here. Breaking: yeah, Mike Clement. Yeah. It's what it's going to be. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would go probably Jack Washburn somewhere on those uh, of those three. The transfer from Oregon State stuff's really good. He had a really good fall. Um, I think he probably fits in there. And then you have one of the the other spot is going to be John Gaddis, Drew McDaniel, um, Hunter Elliott. Uh, freshman from Tupelo Gaddis is the transfer from Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And then everybody knows drew. Um, I would guess one of those three. Uh, I have no clue on the closer, but I would say Jack Doherty um, with a chance of Brandon Johnson. Um, but I would say Jack Doherty, if I were guessing right now. Uh, and then obviously a Tuesday starter being one of the, the, you know, one of the two guys who isn't the weekend between the Gaddis Drew McDaniel, uh, Hunter Elliott. So is Delucha so, like Will Etheridge? He can be in the rotation or in the bullpen in long relief. 
Yeah, uh, I think he fits into the discussion as well. Uh, just being honest, he didn't have as good a fall as those other guys. Um, and that's kind of what I'm basing my guesses off of. Um, but the crazy thing is we go, we go out and do it in the fall for, um, whatever, six weekends and get to see these guys a bunch. And then we have three weeks of preseason inner squads, uh, in January and early February. And it's, and it's crazy that in those three weeks, guys can really make pretty loud statements. Uh, and in a weird way, those three weeks mean more than the six weeks in the fall, which doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's, what have you done for me lately? Like it's our, it's, it's our business. So, you know, the out there and shoves for three weeks. I mean, he's in there. No, no doubt, no doubt about it. You know, there are some guys like Nikhazy last year, no matter what he did, he was gonna, he was gonna pitch opening day. So, um, but we don't have that. So a lot of it is to be determined on the, on the three weeks of inner squads that we have coming up here, starting at the end of the month. Um, and I think a lot of that'll be determined on, on how those guys do in those three weeks. Look, I predominantly cover recruiting now. I'm not in it every single day with baseball like I was last year or the year before. My question is this. I know you don't got Doug and you don't have Gunner. Is it crazy, considering that Mike used an opener in the final game, which I loved, didn't work out, but he used an opener in Taylor Broadway in the final game of the Super Regional, is it crazy to say that you might have deeper collection of starting pitching depth? Uh, no, that's not crazy to say. Okay. I think we have more depth, for sure. Okay. Um, I think we have more depth of quality arms. What we don't have is... Uh, I don't think is two guys that are going to sign for a combined no, four no. and a half million dollars. <laughs> right. um, well, that's, I know that we know is, that. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, which is a nice little safety net to fall back on. But, uh, and again, and, and we, as, uh, as, as old Miss baseball people talking about the people that are listening to this and, and me and you and everybody included, Doug is hard to get over. We, we talked about this in the fall and, uh, I kissed his rear end and uh, he deserves every bit of it, but like, it's just, it's just hard shoes to fill. So it's hard for me to answer yes to that question, but I think the way you asked it, the, the answer is yes. Like yeah, top end. No, more, of course, but depth. right. Yeah. I think we have more depth. It's just the way our sport is, 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 is played, man. When you got Nikhazy rolling out there, you know, that's a win. That guy won every mm-hmm. single time he rolled out there. So you're like, all right, we got four games a week. We're one and oh, in all of them, you know, like if he loses, everyone's like, what? If you had to have one of the other in the matrix, <laughs> I like that. If you had to have one or the other, no one, you're going to get a pretty much guaranteed win with Doug Nikhazy every single weekend. You don't know who's maybe the third, fourth, fifth guy. Now you kind of do, you know who the candidates are. Uh-huh. I, I would assume guaranteed. Win. I feel like I'm asking a really stupid question right now. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to answer this. Uh, 100% I'm taking the guaranteed win. Yeah. Uh, and, dumb. and you guys can put it on me and, We'll we'll outslug the guys on on uh, on that fourth game. We'll, we'll win thirteen to ten. Okay. Um, but but give me uh, give me the, give me the guaranteed win. I would assign the Casey to like a ten year contract extension <laughs> if we could. Yeah, I knew it was probably a really stupid question, but that's what these things are for. It's just podcast fodder is all it is. I will say that's right. it's going to come across as a homer question. I don't mean for it to losing Doug. It goes without saying that it's a massive loss. Same thing with Gunner. I mean, it's I'm simply saying. When you get to day three or four or five in a tournament, like a super or excuse me, a regional or then uh, the SEC tournament, you might have more options. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I hope it. I hope it plays out that way. Like stuff wise, I think that's true. And then let's be honest, that's probably where we lacked a little bit last year. I mean, that uh, you know, we're if we don't swing it, let's talk about it. And like that's probably 
you know, where, where we lagged behind a little bit last year, we had some really good top end. We had a really good back end and we faltered in the middle. Um, that's just the facts of it. And so I, I think you're asking a really pertinent question that, that, uh, probably deserves an answer. And yes, I think we have more depth this year. Now the bullets haven't started flying and there's more unproven guys, which is where the question marks are. But, uh, from just sheer stuff, uh, yeah, I think, I think we're better from, from a depth standpoint. Now the hard part and our fans know this is, uh, there are some guys who maybe in my mind right now, I don't know if he can do it, but they, they love the arena. They love to stand on the mound in front of 10,000 people and they get better because of that. There's also guys that it works the opposite way. And so, um, you know, that's, that's why there's still probably a question in some people's minds on the, on the mound is, you know, you just got to wait and see when the real bullets start flying, there's butts in the seats and all of that. You just got to see who's going to do it. And so I think that's where, that's where kind of the wait and see, that's why people are excited about the offense because we've got guys who have done it. And that's why there's question marks on the mound. And that's, that's fine. That's fair for sure. Breaking Mike Clement reports. Ole Miss can easily replace Doug Nikhazy. There we go. <laughs> Easy. All right, last one. Last one here. When you look out there, do you see an Omaha team? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, and probably uh, this is my eighth year, and probably if you asked me that question on January 12th every year, I would have said yes. Um, so that's, that's a little bit of a loaded question. But, shoot, um, we're 27 outs from it each of the last two full seasons we've played, and – Sometimes it's not what people want to hear, but you keep knocking on the door and that, and that door is going to get knocked down. And, um, and, and a lot of guys on this team have continued to knock on that door. We have just a couple that were around in 19, um, the Elkos and the benches of the world, uh, Kevin Graham's. Um, and then obviously 20 was what it was, but then, you know, last year and, uh, our guys just continued to knock and, and, you know, hopefully we enjoy the journey and, um, let the destination be what it be, but, um, we're really good. We're, we have, a, we have a really good club and we're going to score a ton of runs and, um, we're going to make it really hard on people. And, um, you know, I think there's whatever, 300 division one, um, baseball schools in the country. And, um, everybody's goal is, is it's the Midwest at the end. And, uh, I don't know how many have a realistic shot at actually doing that when, when it all comes down to it, but, uh, we're one of them. And that's a, that's, that's a good thing. So um, we're going to continue to knock at that door and, and uh, we have a team to knock it down for sure. He's Ole Miss hitting coach, de facto talk of champions co-host, Mike Clement. Thanks buddy. I appreciate you. You got it, Ben. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.